entrepreneurs, small business owners, professionals who seek excellence, bringing the business classroom to you. It's the Business Builder Show. Here's Marty Wolf. Welcome to the Business Builder Show, the show for entrepreneurs, business owners, business leaders, and professionals who seek excellence. I'm Marty Wolf, your host for the Business Builder Show. You can learn more about me and listen and watch past Business Builder Show on my website, which is MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. That's MartyWolfBusinessSolutions.com. Along with my executive producer, Mr. D.C. Taylor, we will be your guides on this learning journey. D.C. Taylor, thrilled you're here with me again, man. I'm glad to be here. Learn some more stuff. That's what we are going to do for sure today. My special guest is Mr. Scott McCain. Hi, Scott. Marty, how you doing? D.C., great to hear from you again as well. It's great to be back, Marty. Thanks for having me. You uh, have been on the show. You're a friend of the show. Let's just say that. And uh, I'm thrilled that you're able to carve out some time scott scott mccain is m-c-k-a-i-n scott is his first name he is an internationally known authority who helps organizations create distinction in every phase of business and teaches how to deliver an ultimate customer experience scott is a hall of fame speaker and i think one of the top five in the world i love scott mccain as a professional speaker he is the author of several books. One of them we're going to talk about today is Create Distinction. Now, Scott, I wanted to reach out to you, and I did, and you quickly responded favorably, so I thank you for that. But let's set this up by I saw a Facebook, I think it was Facebook, Scott, um, yeah. a, a post. And, and, and I'll just say the first sentence, and we can go from there. So here's what it said, and this was right after the election, the presidential election. Here's what Scott said. Several years ago, when I was writing the first edition of what became his book, Create Distinction, I used Barack Obama's first campaign as an example of what it was like to defeat the competition through the principles that create marketplace distinction. As that as the setup as that as the setup, Scott, take me from there. Well, as I examined the campaign of Barack Obama for his first election several years ago, it, it kind of followed the same pattern that I was discovering about businesses who were able to stand out, about businesses who were able to create distinction. Well, now with such a controversial election and so many people writing about it, how in the world did this happen that Donald Trump gets elected? And again, I'm not coming at this from a political perspective, but an analyzation of how a business can stand out in its marketplace. Yes. It seems that Donald Trump did many of the exact same things that Barack Obama did from a campaign perspective eight years ago. And if you think about it, during the primary campaign where Barack Obama was successful, who did he defeat? Well, it was Hillary Clinton. Mm. And it, it seems as though, at least from analyzing it from a business perspective, and that's really what a campaign is, right? Trying to turn prospects into voters that go to the poll and cast a vote, much like our businesses try to turn prospects into customers who connect with us in some manner, either in person or online or on the phone, and make a purchase. So Donald Trump did many of the same things, and frankly, Hillary Clinton made many of the same mistakes against mm -hmm. Donald Trump that she made against Barack Obama eight years previously. Yeah, I guess even the statement, make America great again, pretty clear. 
You're exactly right, Martin. If you think back eight years ago, you know, President Obama, when he was candidate Obama, was the candidate of what? Hope and hope, change. Hope and so change. everything went back to that anchor. We, we call it clarity. It's the first cornerstone of distinction, which is hope and change. Everything is hope and change. Well, for as we know from Donald Trump, everything was make America great again. So it became the anchor that everything that he talked about was pretty powerful in terms of this is what's going to make America great again. Well, Hillary's message was much softer. It was stronger together. I don't even remember what her message was eight years ago. What was what was her campaign slogan? I don't know. Change, which is what this election seemed to be all about, yeah. came back to his anchor of making America great again. Yeah, I don't even remember what it was, what it was two months ago or a month ago. Um, so you know, really, uh, I guess that's a test. I like yes, what what did she yeah, stand really for? Is. I don't know. So you're, that's, you're... that's one of the problems is you know if, if if it takes us a long time to describe what we do, then two things happen. Number one is it becomes too convoluted for customers to remember it, and secondly, very critically, they can't refer it. Right? I mean, it's, someone could grab somebody a little bit of lapels and say, you need to vote for Donald Trump. He's going to make America great again. What do you tell a Hillary supporter? We're stronger together. We're yeah. moving forward. We're, yeah. there, there wasn't anything as powerful and clear and concise. It, it follows the same pattern, though, that a business does. If you think back when Federal Express was founded, people wondered what Federal Express did. Well, their, their high concept, their clarity statement was absolutely positively overnight. Yeah. Well, it's pretty easy to explain. Rather than waiting on the mail to deliver it, you could get a package absolutely positively overnight. One of the things I find with businesses is exactly what we find in this campaign. And that is that they don't have a powerful statement of clarity about what they stand for, where their flag is in the ground, and what it takes to, to be successful. And, and frankly, regardless of your political persuasion, this last election showed that Donald Trump did that better than Hillary Clinton. Yes, uh, obviously it worked. Um, yeah, right. I mean, <laughs> we're going to switch so that anybody who's already turned off thinking this is a political discussion, uh, take that and switch that off. We're setting it up. I thought you did a great job of doing that. Obviously, you do that well. But let's move into right from your book. And the book is called Create Distinction, What to Do When Great Isn't Good Enough to Grow Your Business. So from your experience of the campaign and your experiences of being with dozens and dozens and dozens of company in your book, chapter five talks about the, the cornerstones and chapter five starts with clarity. And there's, uh, you call them the four cornerstones of distinction, clarity, creativity, communication, and customer experience. Now, Scott, we've already kind of been talking about clarity. Let's go a little deeper on that. Maybe have an example or two. Yeah. Clarity is, is well, think of the pizza business, Marty. Uh, you know, there's a lot of great national competitors, but but how do you stand out? Well, Domino's many years ago had the slogan, your pizza in 30 minutes. So we knew that's really clear. I mean, Domino's was a delivery business. So if you wanted your pizza fast and you wanted your pizza now, then who did you think of? I mean, it was very clear. Domino's didn't say, hey, we got great pizza and we got deep dish and we got ditto hand tossed around and we've got damn, we'll bring it to your house. No, they, they, they cut to the chase. Yeah. Your pizza in 30 minutes. Yeah. Now, there's a guy that grew up near, you know, 20 miles away from where I grew up and he started this little pizza place next to his dad's tavern thinking if people were coming in to buy some liquor to go back home, they might want to grab the pizza on the way home too. 
And because it was his dad's tavern that was next to him, he called it Papa, and his name was John. <laughs> Here's a clue. <laughs> and even in that first location there in southern Indiana, it was better ingredients, better pizza. He yeah. focused on this is going to be the best quality pizza you can get. Now, of the national chains, we tend to associate Papa John's with a higher quality pizza, even though most Papa John's locations, they deliver. But that's not where their flag is on the ground. They're really clear about the fact that it's about having a better pizza. Okay, so these two companies compete against each other and both do extraordinarily well because it's easy to tell one from the other. They're very clear about who and what they are. Yes. But so many times in business, we try to be me too, right? I mean, Papa John's isn't running a bunch of ads talking about their delivery. And Domino's, they're not running a bunch of ads talking about their product quality. They've got that new car that's going to get it to you even quicker. So yeah. they, they stay in their lane. Yeah. And, but many times those of us in a smaller business we're afraid to say who we are because it also suggests who we are not. And goodness knows, we sure don't want to turn away from any business. Yeah. Even though in the long run, that may be one of the best things that we can do. Scott, I, you know what? I, I, I wrangle with this. You know, we talk about the same things kind of. And, and, I, and I, yeah. whenever I have these discussions with you or someone like you and our mutual friends like Joe Calloway and Mark Sanborn and Larry, and you know, I think like, well, why are they missing this? Is this... Is this like, um, I don't know, is this take courage to take a stand, to take a position, to make that clarity statement? Why do they miss this so much? Oh, I, I think you're exactly right, Marty. It's, it's particularly for a small business and a, and a startup. Gosh, it's really, really tough. Yeah. I, I remember in the early days of me giving speeches, um, all I wanted to do was book speeches. Right. I mean, someone would say, do you speak about stress management? Yes, it'll stress me out to write that speed. So I'll learn something about it. Sure, I can do that. Time management. Yeah, I have no time management skills whatsoever, but I'll, I'll, I'll manage my time to learn how to give that speech. Yeah. And so yes. I was I be, at the early part of my career, I kind of became known as as, a you know, a guy who could talk moderately well about anything. Well, you know, how do you differentiate a generic? How, how do you differentiate? When you're all things to all people. Yeah. And I see this in financial services. I see this in dry cleaners. I see it in everything. Yeah. That yeah. focus so intently on the competition and making certain that they don't do anything that we don't do, that we become bland, generic yeah. versions of each other. Yeah. Making it more difficult for yeah. a customer or prospect to distinguish why they should do business with us instead of the competition. Yeah, being me too is not the path to greatness uh, by any stretch of the imagination. I'm speaking with Scott McCain. His last name is M-C-K-A-I-N. You Google that name, you're going to find his website. If you're uh, looking for a professional speaker par excellence, he's your guy. You want to read books, you want to tie into him, get uh, everywhere you can. You want to learn from Scott McCain if you're in business. Let's move on to the second uh, cornerstone of distinction, creativity. Explain that to me. Maybe you got an example or two about that. Yeah, creativity comes second. And Marty, that, that was the one that surprised me in the research. I, I've heard so much about thinking outside the box. I thought it would probably be the first step, but it's not. It's the second step. The reason that we have so much trouble in creativity is we enter it with so few restrictions that we end up doing nothing that has traction for our business, for our customers. Yeah. I talked to songwriters in Nashville, people whose very livelihoods depend on creativity. And I found out it was really fascinating that to a person, they all said that they begin with clarity. So in other mm. words, they decide, is it going to be an up-tempo song or a ballad? Is it going to be a country pop or rock song? Is it going to be sung by a male, a female, or a group? Yeah. After they're clear about 
who and what they're writing, then what they're writing, who are they writing for? Yeah. Then they begin the creative process. Yet in business, many times we just look at a, a whiteboard on the wall and they say, "Okay, now let's brainstorm, let's get creative," and we come up with these ideas that aren't grounded in our clarity. So notice how these two go together. If we haven't established the clarity first, it's hard to create any creativity yeah. that's going to really be meaningful for the customers. One other quick aspect of it too, Marty, is that in business, fascinatingly enough, it, we only have to be creative at one point and the marketplace presumes us to be innovative. Hmm. The example there is hmm. the, the Ford I get from Hertz is identical to the Ford that I would get from Amos. Hmm. There is zero product variation. So hmm. the Taylor family in St. Louis starting a little rental car company decides they got to do something creative so they looked at every single point of contact they had with customers and they picked one of those points of contact and just flipped it upside down from what the competition was doing. They got creative at just one point. By the way, the Taylor family still owns that little rental car business. They called it Enterprise. Yeah. It's, just, <laughs> it's not that car. small. It's not that small little yeah, business yeah. anymore. <laughs> exactly. And all they changed was they pick you up, right? Instead of you going to get their car, they bring their car to you. Yes. The car is identical. Yes. to the competition. Yes. But by doing that one creative thing, they made a huge difference. I don't know. This may throw us all off base, but as we're speaking, I got to tell you, let's go back to Domino's for a minute again. This may take us off base, but I'm literally addicted to the Domino's app and ordering yeah. Domino's and watch them go through the whole process. I, I do not buy pizza from my local vendors anymore. And this is going to shock people, but and I, I, I'm a pizza guy. You look at me, you can tell I'm a pizza and beer guy. <laughs> but that Domino's app, talk about being distinctive, Scott. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable in terms it of really how they've is. done that. Well, it, and then the question becomes: So, if I'm a smaller, you know, more regional or local business, how, how do I compete with that? Yeah. Well, you don't try to out Domino's, Domino's, right? right. I mean. Few local businesses are going to have the resources to develop an app as extraordinarily fun to use and, and compelling as, as what their app is. So don't try. You know, it's, it, in my book that you're talking about, Marty, Create Distinction, I wrote about a little these two little local diners in my hometown in southern Indiana. And McDonald's comes in, you know, a long time ago, and one diner tried to be different, and one tried tried to just duplicate McDonald's so we wouldn't go there. Well, well guess which one survived? Oh, yeah. You can't out McDonald's McDonald's. Yeah, yeah. So they have to. You have to think of. You have to create distinction for goodness sake if you're going to be in that pizza business, right? You're you're exactly right. And I think about my friend Taxi Terry in Jacksonville, who who you know Uber comes in. So what does Terry do? He buys a couple of vans. He he buys a limo. And now he talks about selling transportation solutions to companies, right? Yeah. You, you, you want to move the company owner? We got the limo to move them in. You, you need to get a couple folks to dinner? We've got nice cars to take them in. You got a bunch of folks to get from one place to another? We got vans. So he's not selling individual rides as much anymore because Uber could do that in a great app. Yeah. So how do you compete with that? Wow. You become a solution. You, yeah. get, you get creative and, and, and you develop solutions in this commodity-driven, price-sensitive world. You mentioned Taxi Terry. That's one of your books. Yeah, it is. I, I, I had a ride with an incredible cab driver many years ago who was so distinctive, who was so remarkable, and the customer service was beyond compare, and I, t I started telling a story about him, and the you know one of the biggest publishers in the world, McGraw-Hill, heard about it and asked me, would you write a book about what you learned on that trip? 
And that's the seven tenets of Taxi Terry, the seven things I learned about the ultimate customer experience just from this cab ride. It's fantastic. So uh, here's another question. How important is communication in terms of one of the four cornerstones of distinction? Let's talk communication. Well, communication is is so critical, Marty, that I, I think sometimes we overlook what really connects us, and that is connecting with people. I mean, again, we were talking about the presidential campaign earlier. You might disagree with it. You could violently disagree with it. But but there was a connectivity that one candidate had with, with his followers more than the other candidate seemed to have yes. with, with hers. Yes. Bernie Sanders certainly had it with his followers. And part of that is through narrative. We hear so much about generational change in the workplace and, and in our customer base. But there's one communication technique that works whether we're talking to baby boomers, whether we're talking to millennials or anybody in between, and that's a compelling narrative. Mm. Distinctive organizations, distinctive businesses, distinctive professionals tell a story. I mean, look at that. We were just telling a story about the Domino's app, or we were telling a story about yeah. a political campaign. Yeah. Telling stories is compelling, and and we find that distinctive businesses do that. But yeah, what, what happens in most situations? Like you were talking earlier about how it's hard for most businesses to get clear. Most businesses don't want to tell their story. We'd rather tell a Starbucks story or a Southwest Airlines story or a story about Apple. And we don't tell our own story. That is so right, Scott. Sometimes we're afraid to tell our own story. That is the competitive advantage today. Oh, exactly right. It's exactly right. And and again, we don't have to – I think part of this, Marty, comes from a good place. We're humble. We we don't want to be – you know, we've taught not to be bragging about our business. Well, then tell a story about a customer. Don't tell a story about yours. Tell a story about a customer. But you know what? I did a little research, and I thought this was fascinating. Uh, there's two guys sitting at a bar, Herb and Rollin. And Herb takes his bourbon off the glass and draws a triangle on the napkin. And at the points of the triangle, he puts DHSA. He said, you know, if we bought three planes, we flew them around this triangle and had fun on the airplane, that'd be a heck of a business. <laughs> it was Herb Kelleher and Rollin King, and that's the genesis of Southwest Airlines. Yeah. And every Southwest employee I've talked to knows the story of the triangle on the cocktail napkin. That's what it's about. Many, many years ago, there was this pilot named Leon Kudovac who flew mail from from Elko, Nevada to the Seattle area. And then he realized people wanted to go there too. So he started charging somebody for the extra seat on the plane. Well, he made more money from the people than the parcels. So he bought a bigger plane and had more people and flew into the Seattle area. And that is the beginning of what is now United Airlines. Wow. Now, they, they don't know why that story. is one distinctive yeah. and one not? There you go. Nailed it, man. Nailed it. Now, all of this is great. We're learning. We're uh, entrepreneurs and business owners are taking notes. Now, all this is good, but how important is when we finally get to that customer? Uh, we're telling stories. We've got that customer engaged. Uh, how important is that whole experience? Talk to me about that, man. Well, that's the primary one, I think, Marty. That's why it's the last one, because it it really does tie a ribbon around the package. It, it really separates uh, the, the, the distinctive from the merely differentiated ones that are the same. The customer experience focus, and, and, and that's written in a very specific way. Uh, it, it, the, the, the fourth cornerstone of distinction is a customer experience focus. Mm. I found that distinctive professionals, distinctive businesses, we, we hear a lot about, oh, I focus on our service. I focus on the customer. The distinctive ones focus on what does it feel like to do business with you? It's that combination of fact and feeling 
that really create that there's the old quote about people won't remember what you say, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Yeah. I mean, that that's what this is about. What, what is it like? What's it feel like to do business with you? And, and how much are you focused on that? And how precise are you about that? I, I was told that Starbucks does not allow their employees to wear cologne or perfume on the days that they work. Now that's how precise they are. Cause they don't want you walking into Starbucks going, wow, you smell great. Is that Tommy girl? <laughs> You know? <laughs> they want you to go, wow, the coffee smells fantastic. Yeah. So that you're focused on the experience of, of, of Starbucks. So what I find is that most businesses aren't that precise about it. They they think, well, if we just smile and yeah, yeah. they don't train their people, they don't educate them, they don't follow up on it, they don't focus on it. And then they wonder why they have such a lackluster experience. The distinctive focus on creating an extraordinary compelling, what we call the ultimate customer experience. Remember and think about when you're doing everything about your business, how are people going to feel about it? Now, how do you do that with social media? Oh, gosh, that's that that's one of the tactics that, that you use is being able to be connected to your customers immediately, right? I, I was on a Delta flight not long ago, and there was a problem on the flight, and I just got out my iPhone, and I let at, you know, the at sign, fly in Delta, know about it. And I get off the plane and there's someone there waiting to help me. I mean, that was extraordinary. Yeah. And so yeah. It, it's, it, it's leveraging social media to be more than the way that somebody can complain. It's the way that you take action and respond. Yes. It, it's a way that a customer, and here's the other thing, Marty, customers now have a megaphone they've never had before. Correct. If I got bad service at a restaurant, I might tell my friends, right? I might complain to the people that I know. Now what do I do? Well, I can go on Yelp. I can go on Facebook. I can I, literally millions of people can hear about a bad experience. I had my wife and I were going to go to this restaurant the other day here in Las Vegas, and we saw you know some bad reviews on Yelp. Wow. We went someplace else. Wow. That restaurant didn't even have a chance to get our business. Not just because there was a bad review, it was because the restaurant didn't respond to the concerns expressed by the customer. Well, let's repeat that. So the 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 response the, the negative uh, feedback was wherever it was, Yelp or wherever it was, what was really important that they did not pay attention to that and didn't respond to that. That's an important part of that. I want to drive home that home, correct? Oh, it's exactly right, Marty. You know, Marty, if you if if I walked up to you at a party and I said something and you turned and walked away without responding to me at all, I, I'd have I'd have every right to go, gosh, who is that guy? What's that? Why is he acting that way? We've gotten to the point that if I post something about you on social media and you don't respond, I feel the same way. Mm. Mm. So if we're not responding to customer concerns and complaints, and it creates the perception of, for your prospects that you aren't responsive to your customers. And guess what? How do you create a distinctive experience for customers if you're not responsive? Correct. And so I want to re- I want to review a couple things quickly. First of all, think about it uh, as especially small business owners. Well, everybody, how are you going to make that customer feel? And then that story that you just told about that restaurant is and and the and the story about Delta 
when you're putting stuff out, how are you going to make them feel? And, and you don't think about attracting the masses. It's one-on-one. That was Scott, one person at Delta saying something, and they saw that one person and they dealt with you, correct? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Solid. So, responsive. Yeah. So the that's Warner, a great customer experience, too. Yeah. And that's the So we have been speaking with Scott McCain. Again, it's M C K A I N. You can follow him everywhere. Scott, is there uh, someplace you'd like to tell people to go to? Your Facebook, your Twitter? I know you're a big Oh, uh, that's very kind, Marty. Yeah. The, uh, Twitter's just at Scott McCain. Also, I have a podcast. It's called Project distinct oh yeah so you can look it up on itunes stitcher spreaker wherever you listen to podcasts but just go to project distinct it's just a six to ten minute idea every business day monday through friday and would appreciate folks tuning in listening to that on the podcast project distinct is awesome man i love it Thanks. you know i Thanks. pay attention to it you know i love you scott mccain you're a great guy hey you know it works both ways marty wolf <laughs> i appreciate it my friend thank You've you been so fan- much fantastic again scott mccain has been my guest on the business builder show <sighs> wow i don't know what else i can say other than follow him everywhere you can project distinct you have been listening to the business builder show so on behalf of myself my name again is marty wolf you can follow me at marty wolf and on social media so again on behalf of myself and dc taylor my executive producer thanks so much for listening to the business builder show and have a great week bringing the business classroom to you it's the business builder show with marty wolf 